Hey, what up, world? This is Jay Vass from The Jay Vass Show, and I'm just here to talk to you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it is completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. No need to break the bank on expensive equipment. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And the coolest thing of it all is you can make money from your podcast right away with no minimum listenership. That's right. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell them Jay Vass sent you. Let's fill away. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of honey, a little 
Gang, welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jay Vaz, and you're watching the Jay Vaz Show. Today's show, we are joined by a great friend of the show. He was actually part of the show, still involved in the show with a lot of the ideas that go behind the scenes. But before we take you there, make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at the Jay Vaz Show. Check out the website, thejvazshow.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're watching us on YouTube. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And go ahead over to YouTube at The Jay Vass Show to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can watch the video version of this podcast. All of those links are on the description of the podcast. And let's get right into this. Joining us today, Mr. Lucky. What's up, bro? What's up, player? What's good? Chilling, man. Chilling. Man, we've been trying to make this happen for the last... It's been a while. It's been a while. And, and, and we finally... Finally making it happen, bro. So it's it's something I've been looking forward to. Uh, like I told you earlier, not just because you know because it's you, but you know it's it's, it's something I, I've been on your ass about a lot of the stuff we're gonna talk about here. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 jump right into it, man. For somebody you know you know who might not f- be familiar with you, uh, talk to us about who is Mr. Lucky. Well, first and foremost, bro, I'd like to say uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Um, it's a little different, of course, being on this side of the microphone, being interviewed versus interviewing somebody so it'll be a lot of fun but uh as far as who is mr lucky uh you know to kind of give you a vague description of who i am you know i'm I'm a musician um producer engineer uh and for the most part just uh just your average joe dude i mean i love music i love i love producing music and that's that's what i do all righty man well shit uh, as, as you know, glad you brought that up. As you guys might remember, uh, we did the Coast interview. It was one, one of the very first interviews we did on the podcast. And, you know, this is the man behind the mic. We're actually doing the video footage now so you can see who Mr. Lucky is. A lot of you guys are familiar with Mr. Lucky. Y'all know Mr. Lucky. But if you don't, then, you know, you get to put a face to the voice. Face to the voice. Um, or voice to the face. How do they say it? I'm not even sure. Uh, but you get it. That's a good question. You get it. But um, <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Lucky, where are you originally from? Um, I was born in Temple, Texas. I grew up in Central Texas in Belton. And then uh, when I was younger, I was still in elementary when we moved over to Hempstead. So I went to school, elementary in Hempstead, and uh, high school, graduated in Hempstead. Um, quick little side note. If I'm red in the face, I'm sorry, because I'm a very, very bashful guy. I'm not a, I'm not a very, very... Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not photogenic. I'm just not real good with, with cameras. So I'm a little nervous. He's, he's a, yeah, yeah. He's a little shy, a little shy. Now, so you mentioned uh, growing up in Hempstead, Texas. Right. Uh, you know, again, for the people that are watching or people that are listening and not familiar with Hempstead, Texas, it's a small town on 290 West going towards Austin. Uh, I believe the population at one point was like 1,600. Uh, it might be a little bit bigger now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but you know, just to give the listeners and the viewers an idea. Of, very, uh, very small rural ta- rural town, just just a small, small little joint. So, okay, so, you, you know, you graduated from Hempstead. Uh, at what age did you start getting involved with the music? Uh, very young, bro. Um, so I come from a family of musicians. Uh, so probably since I was five or six, I started getting a little bit of exposure to music, the music life, road life. Uh, my dad was a drummer. My uncles are all drummers. My grandfather was a drummer, um, and he became a singer later on. Um, was very successful in his uh, his genre of music uh, throughout the 80s. I'm not sure if in the, into the 70s I'd be lying if I said something. I'm not even 100% sure, but 
from way back in the day. So uh, as a youngster, you know, saying being around a lot of music, that kind of, I mean, it it's, uh, just got passed on to me as far as being the next next generation of uh, of musicianship. All right, so so you mentioned you know you're, you you come from a family of musicians, um, which will lead to my next question. You know, who were you influenced by? Being that, like you mentioned, your uh, gra- your grandpa, you believe, or I believe you said grandpa uh, yes. was in a, a different style of music. You know, who were you influenced by? Um, that's a very good question, bro. Because there's several influences. Um, being that I don't, I've never really labeled myself as being a part of a certain genre of music. Uh, you know, I, I dabble with a lot of different genres, so there's a whole lot of different um, influences. You know, of course, as far as being a musician, I would say my my family definitely. But uh, 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 apart from that, on the hip hop side. Uh, just so many individuals, it'd be hard to name. Um, Tupac, definitely Tupac. And I know that sounds so cliche when a rapper and a producer says, oh, man, Tupac, the greatest. But to be real with you, the first hip-hop song I ever heard was uh, a Tupac track, and it was uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me. And growing up, I only heard it one time. I was very young. My my, my brother came to visit. We were living in Austin, in, in Belton. And... Uh, he came to visit, and for whatever reason, he played that track. And growing up, I would always remember it watching Aladdin whenever uh, the genie sang that song, Never Had a Friend Like Me or whatever. Never seen Aladdin. Never seen Aladdin? Yeah, sorry. The, the cartoon? Never. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I'd really never seen it. Pretty pretty cool film. Um, well, anyways, there's a song in there, and I would always be like, man, what the hell was that song that I heard one day? And as, as I grew up and I was became a teenager... I was uh, I was able to find that track, and I was like, yo, that's fucking dope. But um, that and Ambitions is a Rider, and I'll never forget that track because of the snare drum that they used for that, and the production process was just insane. You know, nobody, nobody, I've never heard anybody else emulate that and, and be as successful as, you know, the person that produced it. So Tupac, definitely uh, one of the biggest influences. Um, and then, you know, many others, um, Fingers, when it comes to Talkbox, was probably the first person that I recognized as a Talkbox player, and uh, I didn't know what that was, what Talkbox was, until, you know, started doing a little research, figuring out what it was, yeah. so Fingers, Roger, you know, um, Prince is a real, real big influence, I mean, it's just kind of all over the spectrum when it comes to, uh, you know, what, what... Your influences. Right. So, um, one, that should be a dead giveaway, and... The only reason I'm bringing this up is because I remember we were at a bar one time for our friends. Uh, we are at Agave. Somebody came up to you and asked you, are you little Rob? Right. Are you little Rob? Right, right. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you do, you know, um, your goatee, your bald head. I resemble your, the guy your, quite your a bit. style. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I just wanted to break that up. No, and it's funny you say that because I've, I've gotten stopped several times uh, hanging out somewhere in the city and somebody be like, hey, are you little Rob? Or... Or they'll they'll know I'm not Lil Rob, and they'll be like, "What's up, Lil Rob?" And you know, I can't help but to smile and laugh at yeah. it. You know, it's pretty funny, but but you're right about that. All right, so you know, we mentioned how you grew up in Hempstead, Texas. You talked to uh, talk to us about your uh, who you were influenced by. Uh, talk to us about growing up in a small town and trying to get your music out. How hard has it been, or? What are some of the obstacles that you faced as far as being an artist from a small town, trying to get it into a bigger market uh, as, you know, Houston, Texas, or, or bigger than that? Um, you know, the biggest challenge 
coming from a small town is uh, gaining recognition. Excuse me, boss. Let me pop this open. Um, gaining recognition, bro. Um, you know, you of course you got to have some kind of talent. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get looked past, you know. But um, I'd say the biggest challenge, yes, uh, um, just lost my train of thought, I'm sorry, uh, <coughs> gaining recognition and then pushing yourself hard enough to, 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 to kind of get it outside of the small town, you know, mumbo jumbo and people's opinions and really, really going hard at, uh, you know, whether you're wanting to be a rapper, singer, you know, even to be an actor, or, um, a model. Yeah. So growing up in Hempstead, I remember being younger and, uh, there was, there was cats that were freestyling, doing music. They were putting out CDs and stuff. And I remember thinking like, man, that's fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? I never imagined that I would be doing it. Um, and a few of them had opportunities to actually sign with Swisher House and, and do stuff with record labels, and they, I don't know why, for whatever reason, they never chose to, or, or, you know, it could have been all bogus, for all I know, you know what I'm saying, but I remember thinking, you know, that's pretty badass that they're, you know, hanging out, in, at, you know, at so-and-so bar or, or club, and are surrounded by, you know, rappers that, I, that were bigger names, you know what I mean? Established, yeah. Right, right. Um, so, I'm glad you brought that up, but, well, before we get there, let, let me, let, you know, you talked about gaining recognition, uh, was it hard to gain recognition, being that you are you're not just an artist. You 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 produce, uh, you you do talk box, which is something that is not easy to do. We'll get into talk box and the difference between that and uh, auto tune here in a second. But was it hard to to get recognition amongst your your local peers and 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 others? Um, yes and no. Uh, so I got into band when I was in middle school, and. Uh, I had already been known for for the musicianship, for, you know, me and a, a group of buddies going out of our way to write music and uh, play it or uh, hear stuff that was on the radio and want to wanna copy that and, and, and want to play it at football games and stuff. So from an earlier age, we were already getting into, you know, rewriting stuff. So a lot of people recognized me for that and also... Uh, for the drumline at Hempstead. So it wasn't a surprise whenever I started making instrumentals and stuff like that. And I, I started actually when I was in high school. So uh, I think what threw, a, threw some people off was when I started rapping. Uh, and at first it was kind of more like a hobby, bro. But then I got pretty good at it. And uh, we'd show up at parties and we'd start freestyling and stuff and uh, freestyle battling. And then... I started to build a little name for myself. Uh, so then we would go outside of town to, you know, Brookshire, Seeley, um, Navasota, Brenham, you know, local towns nearby. And uh, people would be like, man, you know what I'm saying? You freestyle? Yeah, I freestyle. And then, you know, murder somebody on the beat and it'd be fucking badass. And I would feel good about that. And it'd be ever so often when somebody could actually come up with some pretty, pretty good, you know, challenging freestyle. So, uh that kind of helped me to establish myself as, as as a rapper. The beats came naturally, so then from there it kind of just built up slowly. It built up slowly, but it got to where it is today. You talked about uh, you know showing up to parties, freestyling, and how other artists, well, other local artists were were doing the same. Uh, was there any, um, or is there ever any competition or 
or anything around those. I don't know. I don't want to call it beef because I don't think it was any of that. It might have been. So I'll let, I'll let you answer that. But was there any ever like competition amongst other local uh, up and coming musicians? Um, I wouldn't say there was ever any competition as far as like a race to, you know, put out new work or uh, get signed. I think there was a lot of lack of communication between other peers that 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 rapped or were looking to make a rap career. Um, and for whatever reason, at that time, nobody reached out to you know the next guy to say, hey, let's let's collaborate. It it almost felt like like you were begging somebody to be on a song. Um, but at the same time, you're talking about names that aren't established whatsoever in the music industry. And, and you know, if you did pitch a, a, a collaboration idea to somebody, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, toss me some money. Like, toss you some money. I get it. But, you know, why not just let's do the song. Let's see where we can. Can we just work? Let's yeah. work on this. Let's, let's do something and see where it can go. Um, so there was never really any competition. Um, I wish there would have been more of a, almost like a coalition within our town to see if we could get something started, something rolling, like a, I wouldn't say like a group thing, because I, I did get approached a few times uh, from individuals to do like, you know, a group of uh, rappers, and that, I wasn't really feeling it, because I thought to myself, well then, you're kind of stuck with everyone else's idea and votes and all that, versus being kind of uh, on your own and making your own uh, decisions. I would have much rather have just worked with it, you know, whoever wanted to do a collaboration. So, uh, one one of the things that really catches my attention, I mean, I see it right now, it's off camera, but I see you have a collection of different uh, vinyl uh, records. And uh, from what I know you, I know you got a, a different taste of music as far as you don't just listen to hip hop, you listen to a little bit of everything. Right. Uh, and being that you come from a family that was not really into hip hop, it was a different style of music. Why? Was hip hop it? Like, why did that attract you to to get involved in, into the music industry? It's a pretty good question. Um, I remember when being younger, uh, riding with my dad and shit, or you know, just wherever we were going, there was never hip hop on the radio. Uh, my dad disliked it uh, for whatever reason. I mean, he's a he's straight up Mexican. We're gonna jam some Tejanos, some Mexican music, some bandas, some something. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't jamming no rap. Um, and so I'm I'm assuming, just kind of trying to gather myself on how things were back then, that it was like, almost like a sin to jam some shit like that. So it was very attractive to want to want to want to listen to hip hop, uh, you know, but this is this is early hip hop. So you're talking about gangster rap. So, I mean, my dad sees Tupac on TV get, spitting at cameras and shit. Of course, he ain't gonna like it. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh. You know, my dad's always been real, real uh, cultural and, and, and stuck to the roots of what music is for him. So, I mean, he he wanted to bring me up as well the same way. So not not only did you come up with a background in your family as far as musicians, uh, you went to school for uh, music engineering, correct? Right. Uh, talk to us about that and, 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 you know, what all did you get from that? Uh... A lot of debt, for sure. Uh, but if you're gonna pursue a career, man, you know, go go in hard. You know what I'm saying? It'll pay off in the end. But you gotta gotta be committed. Um, I gained a lot of knowledge on the book side. Uh, there was a lot of things that I learned at school that I was already aware of, 
just didn't know the technical terms for. So it helped out a lot on the technical side. Um, but I, I constantly read, you know, I, I went to school back in 2010. Uh, and even till this day, I still constantly try to keep up with, you know, what's going on uh, as far as tweaking parameters or whatever. Um, I, I constantly read new mastering techniques and uh, mixing techniques. So it's it's always a learning process. That's the thing about mixing, mastering, and production that I think a lot of people don't fully grasp is that there's more to it than just slapping, you know, a couple samples together and, and, and some drums. You you know, there's there's an art to it. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be uh, taught by a professor who happened to be at Abbey Road and was an engineer there when the Beatles recorded at, at Abbey Road. So that was amazing. Uh, another of my, of my professors that taught me Pro Tools was the drummer for a band called Head East. Um, so that was cool, and I actually have one of their vinyl records that I uh, that I decided to collect. Um, but for the most part, school was pretty good, man. But it was it was tough, you know. It's it's a tough road. There's so much stuff to learn, uh, and like I said, you never you never really stop learning.
the voice of the underground.